0: Reflections from a range of authors, journalists, civic leaders, historians and generally interesting people exploring the importance of the written word, the value of a library and their own inspirations and motivations. Based at RSE Connolly, the James Connolly Visitor Centre, Belfast. GAD Vakarja, August Falch, Arrash Glore Egg Lorlan e You're all very welcome back to this new series of Glore at Lorlan e Connolia. For those of you who haven't joined us before, we are a podcast based in RSE Connolia on the Falls Road in Belfast. I'm delighted to welcome this week's guest, Podrig O'Murray. Podrig is a solicitor from West Belfast, originally from the Clonard area, and he works largely with legacy and human rights cases. He is perhaps best known most recently for his work with the Bala Murphy families on their quest for justice. Today we speak to Padraig about his path into the legal profession and what he hopes to achieve through his work.
1: Uh, Growing up in my household uh, lawyers were spoken of warmly. Uh, The law was an animal profession. My my father was a former political prisoner. I had other relatives uh, in prison as well during the conflict um, with uh, conflict-related convictions. So my, my, my grandparents, parents and other relatives, um, would have been in contact with lawyers over the years, obviously through court appearance and such. So that, uh, growing up, I, I, was, I was familiar with Pat um uh, people like Oliver Kelly, eventually Rosemary Nelson um, and, and, and so on. And I was, I was encouraged to, to look at law as a potential career as a tool to help my community because at that time growing up in West Belfast, uh, this community was, was, was very much vilified uh, and, and the law was been used as a tool by to the state to deny human rights abuses but you had these, a small amount and it was a, a very small amount of, of, of fearless advocates for the community, uh, the lawyers that I have that named who were doing great work and I, I was inspired by that so that, that eventually led me to study in law uh, and a career in law. I didn't study at university. I, I left St Mary's at no A levels. After GCSEs I left St Mary's. Um, and I was out of education for a number of years. And there was an old tutor of my father in the prison, Jenny Maein, who would have went up to Law and Cash and uh, uh, was was assistant prisoner, she would do open university courses so and she'd have called her home now again when my father was in prison and, and subsequently I was released. And I didn't realise you could do law. It was a new course on Open University and whilst I um, had, had left education for a few years, uh, you know, she had mentioned this course and encouraged me to do it and I took the route back. At that stage I had a, a young family, I should say. I had a young son, a young daughter and this allowed me to study um, during the day and and, and work at night because, you know, around a part-time, day around a part-time job. So uh, I didn't actually attend university. I, I don't know. University course and got a law degree that route. My first legal job was was, was with uh, uh, Kevin Winters solicitors, and which, which is now renamed KRW Law. And uh, I had obviously had an interest in, in, in legacy type cases. At that time, uh, the Good Friday Agreement made no provision for dealing with the past. There was no South African type Truth and Reconciliation Commission. And in, in, in the legal world, we had a number of piecemeal mechanisms which could be used to assist families. So within that office, I developed uh, an approach of working with the police ombudsman, um, the inquest route, you know, using the Attorney General to get the inquest open. And uh, thankfully, uh, I was given the time and, and, and the uh, space to do that within that office. And eventually, in 20, February 2011, I opened my own office and continued to do those legacy cases. And that's brought me where I am today. This this community has been uh, vilified, demonized over the years, and um, I'm very proud to be from West Belfast. I grew up here, uh, born and bred, and I always had ambition to open an office. Um, I'm from the Clannard area, so in and around Clannard, Springfield Road. And uh, thankfully, an opportunity arose where a building just across the road from where I am now, come on the market for lease and I jumped on the opportunity uh, subsequently the, the doctor's surgery room now situated um, became available A bigger premises when things started to grow and I needed to take on staff so again I had a bit of good luck I only had to move across the road to a bigger premises and I think I'll be here for a while but I'm only several doors from a parents house so uh, my mother's a typical Belfast mother who uh, f- feeds and waters me um, kind of a, a bigger waistline because of it, but no, I've always wanted to be in the community, work in the community, and you know, work with a lot of the families like Ballamorphy and, and, and the Ballamorphy families and so on. Our office is, is a bit of a drop-in centre where they can come in, they're straight into the kitchen, they can make a cup of tea, they can feel they can feel at ease here. There's no pompous legal. Uh, stuff here, um, and that's the way I've always wanted it. So, I've known tensions to uprooting and going to a city centre. I'm quite happy to do this type of work in service community. That's what we're here for. Luckily, I, I'm, I'm, I'm involved in a number of human rights cases. Many of those arise from the recent conflicts. So, that includes uh, legacy inquests as they become known, those are inquests that have never taken place, uh, largely state killings. Um, or or inquests that have been directed, or fresh inquests that have been directed by the Attorney General, and that's a mechanism we used, um, you know, to get families some some proper legal uh, avenue to finding out the truth. Um, so we're involved in a lot of those cases. We're involved in civil actions as well relating to the past, you know, and internment, some prison issues over the years, the, the blanket protests and so on. So we represent hundreds of former uh, prisoners in respect to that, but we're also involved in human rights issues arising from our post-conflict, you know, judicial reviews against state bodies, uh, civil actions against the chief constable in relation to police misconduct issues, civil actions against the prison in relation to deaths in custody. So we're very fortunate that we have a reputation for doing that work. I mean, again, medical negligence is another human rights type cases that we're involved in we're, we're very fortunate that we have a reputation for doing that and people would come from it's not only local people who are coming into the office you know with people from all over the north and further afield who are, are clients of ours we're very happy to be, to be doing that work um, the, the legacy stuff i mean unfortunately a lot of the truth has been buried and our job is to excavate that truth and i think legal processes are unique in that and that you get access to disclosure, you get an opportunity to examine the evidence, and not only examine it, you get an opportunity to test it in court. Um, you know, so a lot of our a lot of our past is, is dragged out in social media, uh, people shouting across rooms, and I feel that courtrooms offer a unique way of dealing with these issues in a more constructive way, where we come to the evidence-based findings. Uh, and, and the courtroom also deplores insinuations, false narratives, and lies. That's not tolerated. So, I think it's a, it's a win. I mean, it's no accident that the British government are now trying to um, trying to uh, stop the the ongoing cases we're involved in because it has been successful for families. So. That's the next battle for us um which you you mentioned earlier that we've had some successes. We now have our biggest challenge in terms of trying to keep some of the outstanding legacy quest inquest and civil actions on track in the next few months. Unfortunately, there'll always be human rights abuses um you know that was very clear i mean there's you know it was very clear in the the physical violence of the state um, against his community in many of the cases' we're involved in um we had a a very difficult conflict and there are many unresolved issues and unfortunately the Good Friday Agreement uh, didn't address this issue and we're left with the remnants of that uh, but, but there will always be human rights abuses you know um, there will always be police misconduct there will always be failings by the prison in relation to the treatment of prisoners there will always be areas where lawyers can't be advocates or need to be advocates there will always be um, a need for the courts to adjudicate On these issues and you know we always will need an independent judiciary to uh, come to proper conclusions and hopefully um, rectify uh, where abuses have occurred so I mean unfortunately on one level we we, we will always need human rights lawyers um, you know long after the legacy cases are addressed and hopefully that isn't too far uh, away so um, I think we'll be busy for a while I'll, I'll continue to do that work i have no interest in doing uh the other legal work there, there's plenty of that for other people i think i'll stick to this for as long as i can i, I would encourage young people to get involved in the law uh, i would tell them that it's that it's not easy it's not always lucrative uh particularly if you're doing human rights work you'll have to do a lot of pro bono work you'll have to work hard uh, to get anywhere um but, but at the same time, the satisfaction you'll get from serving your community, serving your clients, um, taking on the state, if you like, in the courtroom, you know, those sort of David v Goliath take cases. The satisfaction is, 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 is very, very important. Um, and, and all the hard work is worthwhile uh, when, you, when you do that. But it's not easy. Um, I would encourage, I mean, many, many young people contact our office and have done, basic, you know, particularly from the Bala findings, and um, you know, I would never, uh, I would never turn them away or tell them to go and do something else. But um, and they should also get experience of other other areas of law. I mean, they are vast areas of law: family law, criminal law. Do some mm-hmm. review? Um, there's also areas that I'm not interested in, but might suit others in terms of corporate company law. Get get as much experience as you can, and work out what your, your strengths are. Um, and uh, if you can combine um, a career that you're satisfied with with serving your community, then I think it could be a very worthwhile career path.